So today we're speaking to a storyteller, a person who has many poems, written speeches, and probably much more in their head. My first interaction with a storyteller was actually the first time I saw myself be a bully. And what you have to know about me is I'm actually a nerd, and especially, especially in primary school, I was the biggest nerd. And all I wanted to do was be a cool kid. And the only way to be one of the coolest people was, you know, to bully the other nerds. So I was in a bit of a situation. One day a kid puts up his hand and he tells us the teacher that, hey, ma'am, you know, because we were in science class and she was speaking about like, and he was like, you know, Africans actually created the stars. And ma'am was like, what do you mean by that? And then he proceeded to tell a story about there was only one man in the whole world, in Africa. And he took dung and he polished it. He polished it for three days and three nights until it shined bright and he placed it in the, in the sky. I was like, what kind of story is this? Like, what nonsense is that? Why would we believe this guy? Everybody seemed so amused by the story as he kept telling it about how he made the moon and the sun and eventually he made people. An African was the origin of life. I was like, there's no way. So naturally, I was jealous that everybody loved his story. So what did I do? I made fun of it. I told him there's no way that, that an African would be alone and do that. There's no way that your story could be true. That was my first ever interaction with the story. Hmm. The action was a bad one. But I met a new one, and I want to say that I think we had an amazing time. Welcome, bro. It's good to be here, bro. It's good to be here. It's good to be here. Damn, what a story. What a story. Shit. Hey, man. I like hey. Mm. Actually, I don't think I should call you bro, man. I was I was actually saying to you, I was like, are you ready, man? I was like, hey, this, no, man, this is this is an elder to you. You know what I'm saying? I was like, how do I just <laughs> point to you? And, wow. I was like, there's no way, bro. There's no way. Nah, nah, nah. It's it, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Like you know what I've learned uh, is that with that whole title thing, is yeah. people can give. People can call you by any title they want. Okay. But ultimately, it actually doesn't mean that they have any respect for you. Mm. It just means they acknowledge the title that you're forcing on them. Would you say you forcing, see? though? Is forcing the right word? I think so. Mm. For me, because like with that whole like da thing and stuff like that, yeah. I, I'm, I'm half and half with it. Yeah. Okay. For me, I can easily tell when it's like someone saying it just because or when it, there's actually that like respect to it. Mm -hmm. mm. So that's like for me, I, I allow people to as they wish because I, so I've always believed now that especially with teenagers yeah. is you give them 100% respect from the get-go, from the get-go. And you allow them to do to what they do. Let them lower the respect that you have for them. Mm. And for me, I found it works every time. 
Mm. Okay, I, I hear you. I think I think maybe I'm biased because in my young days, when you okay, yes, I think forced is the right word. When you're calling random people die, you're like, yeah, I can't wait until everybody calls yeah. me down. And when I got to the point where I wouldn't even lie, dude, I was so chilled about it. I was like, nah, actually. <laughs> I'm ironic, guys. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You see. Mm-hmm. That's actually like an interesting thought. Were, were you, was it always like that for you? Or when you first like went through that process, were you coming out straight and like, hey, everybody call me da? You know what I'm saying? When you were young, of course. For me, I, I never had that. Like, mm. like I, I just, I never had that fascination with being called da. I, I just never did. I don't know, I don't know. Like, for me, I just, I think I skipped through that part. Because, like, I, I've always had, like, a lot of questions when it comes to that whole thing. Like, I mm. had a debate, like, I had recently this conversation with this other yeah. girl, you know, because the, her brother was going in and he was going to come out. And I had the conversation on that whole thing of like being slapped, you know, because 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 yeah. that whole there, there's that whole like tradition as well. And I said, well, for me, I never did that. And I, and I and and I asked the question of, but what's the reason behind that? Mm. Like most never know. And then the reason she gave is no. She said like that no, it's so that you can like show him that like he has to be strong as a man. And 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 he mustn't cry and stuff like that. And I said, you, I think please explain mm-hmm. the slap thing to me because maybe because I'm Shubi, I don't I'm yeah. not really like, familiar with it. So when like the the oaks come back from the bush, yeah? okay. Apparently, what happens is like after they come back from bush, and then Bartabel away, they put on that thing like on yeah. their face, yeah. Then the yeah. girl that applies that thing to his face ne, also has to slap him. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. So now for me, like, firstly, one of, uh, in my family, we never did the whole, like, clubbering of that thing. And mm-hmm. also then subsequently, the slap also never happened. So I always yes. ask the, the people that are part of that slap thing, I'm like, why do you do it? Like, yeah. what's the reason that your family says that thing's been done? Most of the time, they, they never really give an answer. But this girl, mm-hmm. she did give an answer. And she said, well, what she was told, because she um, had to slap her brother. Yes. So now what she was told is that, now nah, it's so that, like, he knows that he has to be strong and he has to, like, not cry and, like, men mustn't be weak and stuff like that. And I said, mm-hmm. do we realize the contradicting lesson that we're teaching here Ish. of that violence is what makes a man strong. Ish. That not crying, not showing emotion is what makes a man strong. And how you show that is by violence as well. Mm. And mm. then I said, what we don't realize is that later on in life, when that young, when that young man now grows into an old man, and the very first lesson he was taught in his family is he needs to hit in order yeah. to show that he's a strong man. We all, we all later on be like, oh, but guys, guys are like messed up and blah, 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 blah. And like we all like now, oh, men are always so violent and they think they want to solve things with violence. But I'm like, but guys, did we forget what we taught him? 
Exactly. When when he came exactly. out the bush, you slapped him and you said to him that this is us proving that you're a man by you getting slapped. Maybe maybe it's the you know the first phase of a closer man, you know, because when when a closer man dates, naturally he's probably gonna cheat and then get slapped. Maybe it's just like okay, it's your. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm just guessing. I don't know. Uh, uh. <laughs> no, but I'm joking. I I have heard that actually. I was, I was saying that I'm not familiar with it. But I remember as, as young kids, when, when we are like discussing what we think it's going to be like, I remember yeah. those conversations of my cousin, uh, my female cousin, uh, putting that on me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I don't think there was ever a slap, but there was definitely like a whole thing of when she put it on me. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's yeah, always yeah. tricky having these conversations because especially when you have them with guys, especially on public platforms, when you mm-hmm. speak about like, initiation school is like mm. we can talk about it but we can't really talk about it so we can't really yeah. go in depth of okay this is the lessons you learn and why you learned it mm. yeah which for me being the storyteller is always weird because for mm. me i'm always game to tell stories and especially when, when you tell a story that has to do with like culture and and, mm. and history like you want to tell the full story so that people have a full understanding, you know. I, th- I think that's exactly where where being an artist really comes in—the creativity of it all. Can I just tell you real quick? When I went in, right, I went in with my cousin. Yeah. When I came back, or actually within, I don't, yeah, but within, I was like, "Bro, I'm gonna tell the story," and he was like, "Don't you dare!" Be I was like, "Dude, empty. look at look at what we're experiencing. I have uh, to tell." It's, it's not up to me. I'm an artist. I have to. No, uh, so I think that's where we come in as creatives. And sometimes we maybe exaggerate the truth of what yeah. really happened. And we add smoke instead of this. And we add that instead of that. Yeah. W- w- which mm-hmm. then, that's where the problem, I think, where then they shut us down. Yes. Yeah. That's how, where they how do you feel now that people are trying to like remove this as a thing? I remember like there's, there's a lot of conversations that hey, a lot of kids are dying, man. I think we just need to stop this tradition, like uh, at, uh, at, just at, at all. Like let's just stop completely. And if that's then after that it's lobola. What do you think about it, man? I think again, it 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 as much as they don't like it, but I think mm. again it falls on us as the artists, as the young performers. To, to tell the story, but to tell the stories right. Mm. And to when, because I think the biggest problem has been now, when we tell the stories, we tell the stories based on what we wanting it to be and not Ooh. what it was originally. We're telling our truth. Yes. Not Which, their truth. Yeah, you see. And when mm. every person tells their truth, ne? It, it, it's, it's molded as it's my truth, therefore it's equal to it being the truth as well. Yes. You see. Which so how did you feel about the, the movie case. that came out there? For me, I was, I, I was half and half. I was half and half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Half, I was like, this is cool. This is cool. I like it. Okay. But on the other half, I was like, hey, it depends on how they actually portrayed and what was the purpose of them bringing it out mm. you see was it being brought out as 
a movie or was it just being brought out in the terms of like for example our truth but not the truth yes you see and f- funny enough i've actually never actually watched it same, <laughs> same. i've actually yeah. never watched it because uh. of because also i feel like for me i'll be too many like on both sides of of the the thing like I'm mm. gonna have things that I'm like, yeah, 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 but I agree with this, and then I'm like, oh, I, okay, I might not agree with this specifically thing. Yes, yes, of but but then again, I look at, for example, this is the recent videos that came out now, of the oaks that were inside, ne? Okay. I don't know if you saw like there's these videos that have been trending with those oaks uh, with the whole Abuketaba sexy. Uh, you have to send it to me. I've been off, man. Wi-Fi has been killing me lately. Uh, 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 I, I'm gonna, look, I'm gonna look for it and 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 send it to you. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. Because even that, even that, yeah, it ends. Even this conversation, yeah, about this mm. specific video ends up. There's so many facets to it because yes. those oaks are like homosexual. Mm. You see, so now there's a lot of this that. If anyone fights that video, ne, the very first concept is going to be told of, of that you're not fighting this because of the culture, you're fighting this because of their sexuality. Exactly. Nebo? So now that exactly. video, most people, from what I've seen, yes, are sharing it and are laughing about it. And for me, it, it kind of gets to me. And I'm like, but why are we sharing this? And like, blah, blah, blah. You know? Because I'm like, mm. this isn't funny, actually. But then again, I've realized when I look at most of the people that are sharing it, it's girls. Mm, that's facts. That's facts. But 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 why the gen silence? Explain to me, but why are they silent? For me, I'm, I'm not blaming think, them for being silent. I uh, want to know why are we silent? For me, I think we're silent because of the fact that the the sexuality that's that's attached to the people in the video. Mm, exactly what you're if saying. the gents come out and speak, ne? Yes. And in like it, Jen sometimes, Jen sometimes don't articulate very well what they actually, the true feelings behind what they're saying. About yeah. Them. And so some of us will say in anger and then we'll say something that's actually not the original point of this whole like fighting mm. of this thing. About. So I think for me, it's, it's for the sake of that of like, you know what? N- not even gonna, not even gonna just, just gonna say nothing. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna ask you like a three part question. Yeah. Ne? Firstly, when you went in, when you came out, was there a positive or negative change? When you look at society today and you look at the gents that go in and come out, do you see a positive or negative change? And then, thirdly, if it was up to you, would you say let's continue or must see yet? Okay, for me, for me, it was a positive one. Mind mm. that the change was positive, ne? Okay. And I think I'll 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 place it on two things. One, mm. we went when I went through it. It was the whole church vibes concept of really? it. Yeah. So we didn't have there weren't alcohol involved in the story in the whole like process, and also like we didn't slaughter anything. The meat was mm. was bought. Even. Uh, even like when you know when you complete your first your seven days, then like you know you get to like have this like nice meal, yeah. of like meat. Even that the meat was bought, yeah. And so I think for me because the process one was was through church, ne, 
it meant that all the exterior like noise was rubbed out for me to purely just focus on what this process was actually meant to be about. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did, didn't that come with backlash though going through the church? I know exactly because even now there's still a little bit of tension towards it. I can imagine back then how it was, man. Wasn't Nelson Mandela mad at you? <laughs> <laughs> for me, funny enough, there was never any backlash. And I think it's also because, which is then my second reason of it didn't involve too many people in the process. The process like involved. Okay. Hello? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm back. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whew, good. Okay. Because I'm on Wi Fi now. So oh, okay. That's that's good. That's good. Where 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 did I stop? Uh you were saying yeah, I was I was asking you if there was backlash. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, mm. okay. Um, so for me, there wasn't backlash. Ne? Mm. There wasn't backlash because of like one, the process didn't involve like too many outside people. Okay. And then also because the way that my family did the whole church thing wasn't to parade for other people that, oh, we've done the church thing. So we, we, we're, we're a better version of it. You get what mm. I'm saying? Like, for example, even even though it was the church thing, people were allowed to drink, but they had to bring their own booze. Oh, okay. You see, we said, we, because ours is the church way, we're not going to provide any alcohol at all, but you're welcome to bring your own and drink. Mm. You see, so for me, it then made everything like, oh, okay, they're doing the church way for them. They're not doing the church way to parade to everybody else, the fact that yes. th we've done it the church way. And so this this is us showing you that it can be done the church way because the church way is better. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yes. But, but, but what about the other gents? Because naturally when you go out into the streets, maybe you go to school, you interact with other men and they just yeah. come out, your friends even. Well, I think... Even that day, it, 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 I never had like a, a, a big thing, you know, about it. Mm. I think also because I'll go to my immediate circle of friends because I was never a, a person who drank at all. Mm. With like my immediate circle and my high school friends, everyone knew that I was just that oak who didn't drink. I never drank before. And it was evident, like I just drinking was just never going to be my thing. Yeah. So then when... I did, and then because I was already someone who went to church of my own free will, and they mm. knew this already. So when Umkitiwam and my whole process was the church, it just was like, oh well, this is what we would have expected from Zebo, you yeah. know. You see, so you are a rare breed, eh? <laughs> you very rare. <laughs> Even today, still, you are very rare breed. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> So I think for me, that is what that's what helped. The fact that like my process after having gone to the bush was never surprised. It never had any backlash because I mean, I was living that life already. Mm. Yeah. And then in terms of like the nowadays, yeah, what you I'd see from say, these kids, I'd say it's more negative. 
I'd say it's more negative because I think the social impact and the social trends have made things like very twisted. And then also funny enough, the freedom that social media has given of like opinion and that my opinion should carry weight at all times Mm-hmm. has also been what's distorted this whole process and so like yes there's part of this that like we should just do and like understand that this is why it's done yeah and yeah. we shouldn't change but i think these young ones now they've 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 overdone the whole oh but oh but the times have changed blah blah blah, blah. they've overdone mm. it and and so for me, I feel like this in this day and age, it's it's very, it, yeah, it's not what it used to be because I don't even feel that that sense of pride anymore in them yeah. when they go. You know, yes, I've, I've, yes. it's it's rare where I've felt like for someone, it's a sense of pride as they're going in. I I, I wouldn't want to blame the generation fully. You feel me? I think definitely what you're saying makes a lot of sense, and you're definitely right. Sometimes I'll go like, and it's always Facebook. It's always Facebook. Yeah, I'll yeah, come yeah. across something on Facebook and literally somebody will be like, A, B, and C, and T. I'm like, I'm a dog. Online. You feel me? Like, just, mm. just like that, bro. But I also feel like, like I had the conversation with other gents and a girl as well. Because there was this girl that knew certain words that she wasn't supposed to know. You feel mm. me? So I'm confused and I'm like, what's going on? And it's like, hey, dude, like pillow talk is a real thing. Like guys, yeah. guys will yeah. literally tell their girlfriends, you know what I'm saying? That you're okay, baby, on day one, this happened, day two, this happened, day three. Yeah, yeah. And this is this is something that come with this generation. I know older women, I know grandmothers who could tell you word for word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, where is this coming from? Uh. So I think I think as gents. For a very long time, we've we've been spilling the tea. We've been yeah, yeah. But yeah. but I I guess there are some people that there's a few people that are still have that pride in it. I know there's certain mm, people I try mm, to speak to. Mm, they mm, will not mm. mind you. I'm a shubi gent, eh, Kosa? I'll be like, oh, so what <laughs> you do on your side? Nope, <laughs> nope. And I'm like, bro. So, uh, like, what was your experience? Like, what did you feel? Like, I, I was happy the whole time. I was like, I did that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nah, I get you. Um, I think then, in in the third question of to cancel it or not, mm-hmm. I would say to keep it, and but to try rebuild it from the ground up. Mm. to actually go into it of concept of you know what let's let's restart this like let's restart yes. it and look into like just now let's educate let's educate about why this is done why so niggas must go back basically <laughs> they must redo well it. i wouldn't say let's go back <laughs> <laughs> but I'd say let's educate those of us that even though we've gone, because I found there's those of us who've gone, yeah, but we still don't know the, the the pure background of it, like from back then when it started. 
you know like the whole concept of like when did the whole alcohol thing become a thing now mm. you see because i heard like i think i was talking to my grandfather or something like that but this whole thing actually in the beginning was milk okay and that the the oaks would would like trade milk with each other because like you know back then there was it was about farming and you mm, know yes, yeah I'm fighting the white man yes yeah you see so apparently this whole thing was was milk mm. but as the years got by and things happened i don't know when where but it changed from milk to alcohol and yes. now yeah a lot has changed, and a lot, a lot changes with the generation and the goals of a specific generation. Yeah, I say fighting white men not as a joke, but because back in the day, a lot of wars were being fought. So mm. people who were fighting in these wars had to be strong. So where are you mm. gonna go to be taught to be strong? That's all I'm mm. saying. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But I, I don't want to speak about this too much because hey, you know people are gonna. Why did you talk about this and that and that? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, they, they don't yeah, even yeah, want... Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I do feel like one day, one day, it won't be me, but one day, somebody's just going to do a, a podcast series explaining it all. Word for word, and they're going to say it exactly. I won't be surprised. Mm. And it won't be a secret anymore. Yeah. But, ah, but I, I want to take it back to a time when I, when I first met you. Actually, yeah. let me not say met you. When I first experienced, you know, yeah. uh, it was at the, I forgot this playhouse, but it was, it was in Southernwood, right? Mm-hmm. Very close to my house. And I remember Asher was, was performing at the time and I didn't have any money to get in, right? Oh, but yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I promised the homie that I'd be there. Uh. So I'm walking by the playhouse because I already told myself that I'm not going, right? But because mm. it's by my house, I'm walking by there. My bag is legit broken. Like, you know what I'm saying? I just look very bad right now. I don't have money. <laughs> like, everything about me just is saying, who is this kid? So, so I'm passing by and I'm like, hey, that's just there. So I, I stand by the door. And as I'm about to leave, a lady comes. It's like, are you coming into the thing? And I'm like, um... Yeah, but I forgot my ticket at home. Let me go get my ticket. Knowing that I'm not coming back. All black children know this. Thing. Even the white people go. You go yeah, into yeah, a yeah. store and you say, how much is this? Once they tell you a price, you don't like, okay, I'm coming back. You don't come back. Uh, uh, uh. You do not come back. So naturally, I said, nah, okay, let me go get my ticket back at home. She's like, nah, come in. It's fine. Um, and I'm like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah. You just, you just what did she say? Like, I, I'm sure you bought your ticket. We just want to fill up space. And I'm like, I cool. So yeah. I, I, I go inside. I sit down. And I was there for my friend. And, but when I saw you, I was like, damn, this man is a dick. I don't like this kid. <laughs> <laughs> like, I watched you. I, 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 excuse me. I don't remember the exact play it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you were a taxi driver. Right? Uh, uh, uh. And I'm watching you and I'm like, dude, I hate you, bro. <laughs> and then I realized like halfway, that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, man, like how, how was that experience for you? How was that play? Tell me about your plays. Where did you start doing plays? Like, where, where, where did this come from? Yeah. So it, it, this whole thing started in high school. You see, so, so that lady that you had met, the, a, a quick backstory about that moment is that 
she had asked me ne, cause to like just get as many youth to come as possible ne? and mm. she even said that even if they don't like have like tickets that they can still come they just need to say that they're with me when they get there mm. yeah so that's why when you got there remember those oh me there's like a gang load of youth there yes 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 that's why it's because she had just told me like i must just because for them at that moment we had already done quite a, a few shows yeah of that yeah. same of that show and so now it was more about just getting the education out to the young one to to the youth okay so it, it, the, the, the the message and the the process of it was more important yeah and letting the youth know about it was more yes. important than the tickets and stuff like that. Yeah. So that lady, when I was in high school, she had just arrived in, in, in the school. She was the new English teacher. And then she wanted to do a school musical. And I was like, hey, back then I was just your normal average oak. I just did sport. That mm. whole like drama and that world, I was like, hey, I know nothing about that. So, but... The oaks that I live that I was with, they like they liked things. The, the my oaks were like you know big on like wanting to do everything in school, so they all like yeah let's go audition for this musical. They know nothing about drama either or singing or anything, <laughs> but they wanted to go. They just go in. Like, I was like, hey, okay, cool. But as I went, I was like, for me, I know what I like more. I like interacting with people. So mm. even back then, my first initial thought was never to be a performer. It was to help out backstage. And one day, if this was something I got into, to help direct. Ooh, okay. Because I, I more enjoyed the concept of working with people. Mm. You see? So I was like, okay, cool. Let me go and let me just sign up for backstage. Go there. I'm, like, hey, I'm just here to sign up for backstage. I'm not here for any of this other stuff. No. Yes. At first, she felt this was weird because everybody else was like, you know, going there for the actual auditions. Everybody wanted to be on stage to be stars. I want to be in France, yeah. You know? But then they were giving the song Amazing Grace to sing as an audition song. Mm. Now I'm the only one who goes to church. All the others don't know the song. So then I'm like, hey, I know the song. I can show them how to sing the song. Sing mm. the song. Interesting. Sing the song. Uh, no, this was me like actually physically singing the song. Mm. Yeah, about how the tune actually went of the song. Yeah, well, now while I'm singing the song, hey, everyone, including the lady, looks at me like, oh my gosh, you can sing. I was like, whoa, 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 I don't sing. I, I'm just a sports player. I'm not here for this. I, <laughs> she was like, yeah, you're in. Cool, great, thank you. You're in. And she sized me up. She says, yeah, you're going to be part of the choir. In the musical, I was like, hey, shucks, this is really happening, okay? Cool, 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 whatever. This is not what I asked for, lady. You know, two days later, I get called into the, the the school hall. And when I get there, she's there with, like, the guy in school that's, like, the it, like, singer in school. Mm. And uh, she plays the song. She's like, yeah, I want you to lead this song in the musical. I was like, yay. I feel like two days ago. Like you put me in the show. And even then, I wasn't really sure that I could even sing. Yeah. Now you're telling me you want me to lead a song in the musical? Hi there, fine. And then it was, and then the worst part was that song or that, that line King song, that beginning. That mm. circle of life. Yeah. He was like, shucks, she thinks I can sing this. But I practiced, practice, eventually got it right. 
and then assembly came for me to like for us to advertise the show she said she wanted me to sing this is the song we were going to sing and i did it and and after that everyone was always like oh my god like there was this thing like oh i can sing and then after that well so so when when you got on the stage did you believe in yourself or did you think yeah i'm gonna nail this or you were like dude this lady is crazy for letting me do this i, I was like this lady's crazy I didn't understand why she believed in me. I didn't understand. I didn't mm. understand. But I did it. And I kid you not, ever since then, like that lady, the way she believed in me was mm. what made my whole career. Because in, in high school, I killed every single thing that was performing arts purely based on this lady's belief in me to just... Because mm. after that first show... She threw everything she could at me because she was like, yeah, I know you can do this. Because then the following year, it was acting. And then I went and played Tybalt in like the Romeo and Juliet play that she did the following year. And yes. she just kept on like throwing me with everything. Yeah, I think you can do this. I think you can do this. I think you can do this. And she even brought this like um, writing, com script writing competition that was like to produce like a, a short film with your whole school. And even then she only gave it to three people and even then i was the one that was i was the one that was like i don't really feel like i can do this script writing yeah. I, but she like was adamant in like that no you i know you're a great writer but blah, blah, blah. the other two people handed in their things on time this lady she believed in me so much the due date had ended like on a friday yeah mm. she called the place of the competition to ask for an extension for monday Ooh. Just for me. Ooh. On Saturday, she literally went to my house to fix the script. Because I was like, I don't believe what? myself in this. I don't believe I can do this. I, I, I was like, I'm not going to hand it in. I'm just going to let the due date pass. And like the other two people can like be the ones to submit for the school. She mm. came to, to my house on Saturday. And true to her belief in me, my script ended up being the one to be chosen. And Ooh. then there was this massive process of like then making this short move this short form i'm gonna send you the link it's still on youtube now it's called the destiny mm. and we made it at george and like every and it was an exciting thing because like literally every single cast member from start to finish everyone had to be from your actual school the whole movie had to be shot at the school it was like yay amazing but yeah ever since then like that lady like yo she 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 is the one who discovered me and just pushed me and the funny part to this to the story is even in class it showed because i was i was also never really much of an academic like i was academic board yeah? so i remember my grade 12 yeah. year she she called me to class the one day and she was like she just had a staff meet staff meeting about me that all the teachers are concerned that i'm not gonna pass grade 12 but they're coming mm -hmm. to her because they're like we don't understand. How does Thebo in your class do so brilliantly well? But in our class, mm. it's hard to get him to fully release his full potential. And I was like, yeah. and, and and I I never responded to her at the time. But I knew that the reason why I could easily pass English and like just do the things in English is because she, out, she believed in me more than I believed in myself. And for me... I was naturally one of those people is if you said you believed in me, I would show you wonders. Oof. I would meet your expectations and show you even more 
than what you like believed in me. I always returned people's belief in me like tenfold. That was just how I naturally was growing up. And so all the other staff members that just didn't really believe in me that I was just like a number in the class. Uh, yeah. That's what my mocks reflected. Man, I, I always say teachers have the capability to change the world. I do mm. not at all like teachers that don't like their job, man. I don't get it. <sighs> because you literally hold so much in your hands in this one person. Like, mm, if you mm. just said, you can do it, this could be the next president, astronaut, whatever. Mm. Like, I, I don't get teachers that don't like being teachers. I don't understand it. And It's, it's, it's the strangest know, thing. It is. And, and what she did for you is so full circle, man, because I, I see what you do for other people. That, yeah. That's the only reason I was around you as well, because I could see what you're doing for other people. And mm. I felt welcomed as well. Mm. You know? Like, mm, but mm, and so... Mm. Is you helping other kids, you teaching them, you grooming them? Is, is that your way of saying, hey, this was done for me. Let me do it for the next. Yeah, definitely. Without a doubt. For me, I saw what having one teacher who believes in me did for me in school. Mm. And what it subsequently did for me in my career. Because then, because of her, I ended up finding but I was actually meant to do with my life. And mm. when I left high school, I knew that this is what I wanted to do with my life because mm. she gave me, she opened up all the possibilities for me, not just what the general school things would do. You see, so for me, I was like, I, now that I'm in this position and I'm around teenagers, I have to be that person for them. I have to be that yeah. one person that will believe in them, like whatever, to no end. Mm. I, I have to ask, man, I remember we, we did work uh, with each other briefly mm -hmm. on, on this play that you were creating. I want to ask, like, what, what was the purpose of creating this play? Why was it so important to you that it got made? And, and what was the reception? Unfortunately, I had to leave before yeah, everything yeah. happened. But I was so gutted, man, because, dude, you, you have no idea. Every Sunday was one of the best days of my life. I, would, like, I was so excited. I would be mm -hmm. so hurt if I woke up excited and I'd see in the group chat, I sorry, guys, no rehearsals today. I'd be so, like... Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Um, so for me, the, the, the purpose of me doing the show was firstly, like, with the whole concept of Insomi, ne? I felt mm. like our city, East London, ne, has been scared to tell real-life, like, productions and mm. to make them, to aim for them to be in a big scale. As much as I adore like the, the the Cinderellas and and the Shakespeare's and all those things and and the the timeless lessons that they have, but I mm. felt like East London is it's time for us to to tell like original stories, you know. Okay. And so for me, that was the the first founding thing. Is I was like, it's time for us to tell original stories, and I felt also the people of East London have so much diverse culture. It's time for us to like really bring it out onto the stage because mm. when you take the diverse culture and you present it on stage 
all the different cultures and the what you can do on stage when you're presenting all the different cultures is massive. Yeah. And for me, I felt it's something that then captures the lesson that you're wanting to teach, whatever lesson it may be, whether it be GPV or, or just that young people. And, and specifically the one that I was planning for was the fact that it's time to allow young people to chase after their dreams in, in a better way. I saw that you in know, the that's script. Why I, the, yeah, that's where the storyline was, the way that it was. But it was, even though it was about young people chasing after their dreams, it's still rooted on the concept of that. The, the grandparents were the one that encouraged this. And it's about this concept of that, like, adults need to learn that it is very possible for us to inspire young people in their own way through what we know. Mm. Yet still allowing them to do it in their own way. Because yes. I feel like that's been the big thing is once people get old, they want young people to not make mistakes, but to live a life the way they did. You see, by the concepts that they grew up in, which mm. uh, doesn't always work. You see, exactly. so that for me was like the main big thing. I just felt like it was time for us in East London to say, hey, let's, it's time for a new wave now. It's mm. time for a new wave. And then also it, it was just, I felt it's time for like just young directors to come up in East London. Young directors, they're going to be bold enough to say, hey, I'm going to put on a show. Because also I've felt, ultimately my goal is the Guild Theatre. And for me, I felt all the directors in Islam right now are, are quite old in, in age. Mm, yeah. So my question is, who, who, who are they putting on on the come up? You know, even in the Guild Theatre, it's like, who's, who, who's their next generation of directors? And for me, I was like, I, I felt like there's a gap there where no one's saying like, hey, I want to be the next generation of director that's going to be like, yes. I'm the one putting on all the main shows in the Guild Theatre. Yes. You know, so for me, that was my first step to one day getting there, being like, when people are thinking of the big Guild Theatre show at the end of the year, that it's me that's there. I I'm glad you said that because... My, my experience, and, and obviously other people's experience could be different, but my experience with drama and acting in East London was, this was very, it, it's not for everybody. It was like, nah, this is for our group and our group alone. And I yeah. was like, why though? Like, why, why, are you, why are you hiding? Why are you shielding this thing that everybody wants to do? And some kids don't know how to even start. So I mm. remember by the time I was doing your play, man, I was like on a mission to prove that I can act. Mm. Like I, mm. I knew like, that, hey man, this is something that a lot of people don't know this about me, but acting was actually my first love. That's how I got into mm. this arts thing. You know, obviously mm. rapping and podcasting came, but acting was actually the one thing I actually wanted to do, you know? Mm. So when I was joining you, dude, I literally wanted to prove that, hey man, I can act and this is for everybody. This you know, this story is going to be told by everybody here. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, and then the the reception, I think everyone everyone actually like really, really loved it. The people mm. that came to watch were like, they, they absolutely like adored just like getting a show like that because it was so like just wow. And even yes. the people 
like of the Alexander Playhouse. Yeah. They were they were very proud to have a different kind of show be in their theater mm. because they felt like as well that the theater was they were happy and they, they, it's not that they, they were not happy with the kind of shows that they were getting but it was good to bring in something that's completely different from the rest of the shows something black yeah something yeah. urban yes definitely mm -hmm. definitely more, more, more black people coming to watch that's another thing because i felt also that our black people yes we know of theater but we don't we're not part of the the theater scene as in like mm, audience exactly. members are like going to go watch you know the only time we go watch is when it's like someone that's directly connected not because like oh okay i see there's a theater show happening ah let me go watch a theater show yeah. your child's not you performing know? you're no one it's you're going to a theater you see mm. and and for me that's what i adore about white people is like they've taken a love into theater like they can go like for example at my show there was some like 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 older white people that were there and i knew mm. that they were there not because they knew anyone that was in the cast but purely because of the love of like hey there's a theater show happening at the at the playhouse let me go watch it you know and exactly. oh, it looks like it's going to be something different let me go watch it and afterwards mm. they came up to me like wow we absolutely love the show you know, so for me, like, it, 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 it was a great thing. It was great. I, I got to ask, man. Um, let's say, okay, fine. Everybody's like, okay, let's, let's look at East London. Let's look at the actors. Let's look at the directors. And you get everybody that you want to come watch. You know what I'm saying? Anybody you can think of, Joburg, Cape Town, all eyes on you in South Africa, right? Everybody's watching you. What story mm -hmm. do you choose to tell? And what's your dream cast? Like, who do you want to be involved in that thing? Like, an, an all-star cast. Obviously, everybody mm. from East London. Mm. Yeah. I think for me, the story that I would tell, there's a story that I've been wanting to, that I've been, that I had worked on, but then I left. But now it's, it's a story I wanted to bring back again. It's about, funny enough, it's a twist on the whole fairy tale, like marriage and happily ever after thing. Mm. Yeah. So this story follows the four, well, four Disney princesses. Yeah? But these four Disney princesses are represented by the four main cultures that you have in our country, which is black, mm. white, colored, and Indian. Yeah? And mm. then this story follow. this story literally starts with each of the weddings and the different kinds of weddings that each of the culture has. Mm -hmm. Oof, you see, I see it. so it's like this I big massive thing of where you see these four weddings the first four scenes are literally the four different weddings and mm. then it then goes into like the marriage life that they have yeah? and then as we follow these four marriages we follow the different like because each of them have this like one thing that's like the problem in their marriage okay. yeah? and how they end up like maneuvering around this problem and how they solve it. And also mm. the story ends with one of them getting divorced Ish. because it's a reality. It's a right one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hadn't figured out which would be the one that okay. gets divorced, but it's I, a reality. You see, so 
because divorce is the reality of life, that's why I was like in the story, one of them has to get divorced. Mm. You know, because if they all stay married at the end, then I still wouldn't have done exactly what I wanted to do, which yes. is the point of the story of the fact that I believe that the fairy tale love thing is very real. But I believe people have always misunderstood what happily ever after signifies. For me, mm. when they hear the word happily ever after, they think it means that, oh, okay, now they lived happily ever after, they never fought, they never did anything, they never struggled, everything was beautiful and merry. But yes. when we say that, and then we brand fairy tales as that we're saying everything is always merry, no, every single princess had a struggle that they had to mm. go through to get to that end of the story. And for me, it's the concept of that, what you're actually being told here is that your love story, every day you will struggle, there will be a struggle for you to get to your, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm choosing love. Mm. And that's what, the for me, that's how I explain fairy tales is that they're actually telling you that there will be struggle but at the end of the day, the most important thing to you has to be, without a doubt, that your love cannot be broken by anything. Yes. And that's where the concept of happily ever after is. Because for me, happily ever after is every night you go to bed. That every mm. night when you go to bed, it must be that right now we are choosing everything that has happened. We're sorting it out and that we don't go to bed and wake up in the next morning still carrying the struggles that we went through. Mm. you see yeah. so for me that's the story that i'm wanting to tell with the four princesses that were represented by the four different cultures who's your cast man who's the white lady who's the black who, who are the princes who, who are the villains well, okay. so at, for at me give me at least also one of the elements of tell me what is somebody is it depression is it money what is one of the princes dealing with at least give me that so one of the princes, which is the white prince, he's dealing with the mm. obvious one of privilege. Oof. The thing okay. that he's facing is the privilege that he has over his wife not being deemed enough for the privilege. Oof. Oof. Make this, make this, make this play, man. Make this play, <laughs> man. Um, I can think of two people right off the bat is there's this lady called okay yeah she is the she does music at sterling she's absolutely brilliant and then there's this mm. dude now oh sonwa he he is he has his own actual performing arts institute in hemingways okay right now yeah um definitely those first two because wow they are just absolutely like just great um, and then for me, the one thing I would do, which is something that's never been done in East London, is I would take all the big directors and give them a specific production role. Because in East London, mm -hmm. directors do not work with each other. They do not. Mm -hmm. Which is the strangest thing in the world. Like, for example, a you won't find a person that's a director go be a cast member in another show. Yes. Or a person that's a director go be, like for example, the 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 backstage manager of another show. Yes, yes, yes. You see, and for me, that's a problem because now we have all these different ways that we see things that can put together this amazing show, 
but because we don't want to like come together that's not done you see so that's another thing for me i was i, I would get different directors and i mean like the big name directors to each be in charge of a different thing in the show okay okay so so, so like some yeah. black mirror vibes yeah yeah mm, no, I, i see what you're saying man I just want to say, whenever you do it, man, I, I make a mean ass villain. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I make a dope ass villain. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Nah, I get you. I get you. I hear you. No, but that, that's that's but, amazing. I hope Daddy's in it, man. Daddy's like one of the most oh, phenomenal actors I've ever seen. Definitely, yeah, but, he'd, he'd definitely be in it. Like for example, now with with the one that I was. That's why when I did the Insomni production, the first person I was like, I have to get to be part of the production team was him. Mm. Mm. Nah, nah, he he he's something else, man. I, yeah. I, I, I saw him perform and I was like, what are you? Are you even human, bro? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and for me, it's because he's a pure breed triple threat. Mm. He's a pure breed triple threat in terms of his singing, acting, and dancing are all on the same high level. Yes, because like yes. for me, I'd say acting is a is on the highest level, and then the singing is like a little bit below, and then dancing is like way like a few levels below. But for mm. Danny, like all three are just on the same level. Absolute legend, man! Uh, wow. I'm really hyped to have this conversation with you, man. Thank you for coming on. It's been such a yeah. beautiful conversation. I always say to you because I see your vision, I see what you're doing. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, we have to put on the biggest show Island has ever seen. One night That's it's pure acting, another night it's music, another night it's painting if it's painting. Mm. I'm telling you, man, there is so many performers in Island. They don't want to do it. They just don't know yeah, how. Yeah. They don't know who to speak to. They don't know how to even start. Mm. So definitely, when we do do it, we're going to do it. You know, when yeah, the time yeah, is yeah. right, of course. Uh, uh, uh. But thank you so much for coming on, man. It's been a pleasure yeah, having you. I look up to you. You are such a goat. Uh, uh. <laughs> That's it. Thank you, too. I, I always, I always, like enjoy the conversations we have the, the moments we do get to have conversations and i think for me the biggest thing i've always enjoyed about conversations with you is we can not talk on a daily basis but when the moment does come for us to talk we'll talk like people who talk on a daily basis <laughs> and for me that's just that's just like a gem of a thing like i just saw you yesterday yeah yeah you know that's that's for me it's it's a gem of the thing as as i'm growing up as an adult like you those type of people are are, are key to life mm. and, and i knew this conversation had to happen because i was going through the most man. i was like the wi-fi was off the place i was recording i wasn't able to, to go sit there you know what i'm saying mm. it was a whole situation so you know for the listeners as well like excuse me for the background noises man there's yeah it's just a whole situation but this conversation definitely needed to happen Yeah, 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 yeah. Now nah, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, man. Once again, this has been Read the Room with me, Toby Nleba. Thank you so much for your time and your data. Let's go, fam. <laughs>